Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd. Last night, Purdue traveling to the spring break capital of America, College Park, Maryland, and fortunately <laughs> fell just a little short. And uh, Ugly, ugly game. Yeah, that's one word to to describe this it was to say frustrating it was extremely frustrating i mean just right off the bat first first week being ranked all season we were ranked for a day deservedly so yeah as i ugly mean as the I, games have been as ugly as some of the wins have been purdue has beaten enough ranked teams that they deserved the spot to be ranked but we were ranked for a day first game and, and we, we were not gonna be ranked <laughs> and well first game and we immediately kind of just fall flat yeah and that's pretty much i mean that's how i describe really this this game from purdue i mean it was just flat yeah i think a lot of, i mean a lot of misleading stats from both sides i just think that it was so sloppy right and i think even that when we we got away with so much mm-hmm. and then we never Kind of realized, we never, wow, we never, we've gotten away with so much. They have never punished us for any of this. We're still in this game, and we kept just giving them chances, giving them chances, oh, giving them chances. Absolutely. There was one stretch, and I, I'm trying to remember exactly about when it happened. It was in the first half. I think it was like eight minutes, between eight and four minutes, right, between the, that time. Maryland didn't hit a field goal, and Purdue had a four-point lead when that 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 run started and they just didn't extend the lead in that four minutes so it's just opportunities like that where they just you know you could have built yourself a 10 15 point lead if you just shot okay during that stretch right Mm -hmm. and and they didn't and unfortunately they really didn't deserve to win this game because of things like that right i mean maryland shot one of 11 right in the first half from three first half yeah and this game wouldn't have even been close if they shot decent in the first half. And, and then in the second half, I mean, it was a completely different story where they couldn't miss, uh, which was, I mean, they they, they had a tale of two four, halves. They went eight for 14 in the second half. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, percent. they were unreasonably cold in the first half and unreasonably hot in the second half. That's just the way things are. And they are finished at about average. That's the funny part. Well, y- y- yeah. And Purdue, the problem is Purdue made, what, four of 10 in the first half and then only took four yeah. and missed all of them in the second half. So the thing is four of 10 isn't even that bad. No, it's, it's not. Just, we didn't I, they just, we didn't, you know. the, I, the looks like weren't there. I mean, I have to say just the quality of, of the looks were, we, we were kind of joking about this at one point. We were just like, man, such poor quality shots were being forced up from everybody. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to some specifics later because there were a couple late game shots that really have mm-hmm. have both of us scratching our heads. But I mean, you look at the stat sheet for Purdue, 
we know they didn't shoot well. They shot 44% on the game and 23.5% from three on the game, which is just awful. Yeah, the field goals aren't even like that terrible, right? 18 for 33 from, from two-point ranges. That's, no, that's pretty good. That's, that's good. It's just could not. I mean, could, could not, not buy a three-pointer. And it's kind of been the story of the last couple games yeah. minus well, since, the last game against Minnesota where yeah. – you know, Newman went crazy. To, to um, today, if you look, we at this, miss Sasha. Well, it yeah. It, this further drives home the point that Sasha is so valuable to this team purely because of obviously he's a great shooter. It's also the willingness to but shoot. He right? has no hesitation when it comes to shooting. His his runs and cuts off of screens just pulled the defense around so yeah, much. Yeah, it, that... it it makes such a big difference, and without him. Teams don't seem to be threatened no. by any of the guards when they're, no. you know, beyond the arc. And it, it just, it, they they really struggled, really struggled. And that's the, yeah. it's unfortunate because now it's just so clear that the way to beat Purdue is just... if you Force just them to shoot threes. Force them to shoot threes because we have not proven that we can hit them with any sort of consistency. Yeah, and our number, our, our team stat for three-point shooting is okay just because Sasha was kind of buoying it a little bit because he well, and we took have, so many and he made so many. Well, we also have that, these games like Minnesota last week where we shoot an astronomical yeah. amount from three point percentage. And that kind of jacks the number up Yeah, I mean, we bit. shot 53% against Minnesota from three, and that was with 15 attempts. Against we shot 20, IU, we shot crazy high 65%. as well. 65%. Yeah. Where, whereas, you know, then you have games like Maryland last night where – it's 26% on 17 shots and, you know, it completely balances out in the opposite direction. Yeah. But I, I mean, I just, the thing that really irks me about the team this stage in the season is that there's, there is no consistency in, on the At offensive all. side. There's no consistency. No. You, I'm just going to read off to you last, we'll, we'll go five games since the Penn state game, right? Since mid January. Purdue has shot from the field 40%, 48%, 31%, 47%, and 44%. Two of those games are good. The others, yeah, not not so much. Yeah, I mean, mid-upper 40s is, is where you want to be. Yeah, but let me now read you the three-point percentage in those games. Oh, these are going to be terrible. Yeah, these are going to be 19%, yeah. 25%, 17%. 53% and 26%. So one of those games is good, right? One I mean, of those games is, is exceptional, and then the others are just awful. I mean, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. It's, it's, yeah. You'd rather almost have every game be just 32%, right? At least say, you know what, we can count on one out of every three going down. Yeah. it's um, Because if one out of every three go down this game, you know, you're winning by a couple points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right because out of 17 you're saying well either five or six are going in that's a win right there yeah right? it's the it thing was, for me it was very frustrating was... this game because of the way it all unfolded too because we we covered obviously maryland shot the lights out of the gym in the second half and purdue couldn't hit anything in the first half couldn't hit anything in the second half but the thing is purdue was still finding ways to yeah because we were shooting stay well just a few points ahead but then when it really mattered 
This is this is the key stat for me. Purdue had zero field goals in the last two minutes, twenty four seconds, and they and Maryland was on seconds. a six and zero run in the last minute, thirty three seconds. So Purdue kind of just they just completely, they just let it slip. They really just completely yep. choked it away. And unfortunately, Purdue <laughs> Purdue has been the one doing that to other teams this season, right? You look at the Michigan State game, you look at Ohio State, right? Purdue's usually the one doing that to other teams, but unfortunately this time they were guilty of it themselves and to a team that frankly is not as good as them. No, and I think it's weird, right? And we're talking about some of these stat lines because obviously the number that's going to pop off is Travion. He shot nine for 12, had 23 points, Mm. shot well from the line. As scandalous as this is going to sound, I don't think he had a good game. I don't think so either. And I think we we brought this up last night. Yeah, two reasons. Number one, when you're going up against Chol Mariel and Scott, Scott, one of whom's one of whom's not a real center. I mean, Scott's a, gr- a great player, right? Good but he's shooter. not a center. Yeah, he's a right, he's combo a forward. He's a power forward who, because they don't have other centers, they're playing him at center, right? And and mm-hmm. Mariel is just so raw. I mean, he's a freshman, and he's another one of these Edie types, right? Super physically gifted, but he's you know he's he's still trying to figure out how to use his body, right? The same way as yeah. Edie is, mm-hmm. and. So you have an easy matchup. I'm expecting you to go out there and get a bunch of points. But he had some ugly, ugly moments in that game, offensively and defensively. There was one defensive play where I almost put my foot through the TV (laughs) because two guys were chasing the same player on a rotation, and the dude got a wide open. We're talking 15 feet around him on an island three-pointer and i was screaming to liam exactly what was going to happen before it happened and we just watched it go in and we're just sitting back in our chairs like what the heck was that like yeah well and there was was the other another play that stood out to both of us was he had the ball actually there's a couple plays he had the ball multiple times with five seconds left on the shot clock right and he gets the ball near the three-point line so and he starts. From well, there. he starts to do a, his post moves from there to to back a guy down. It's like you have to realize there's four seconds on the shot clock. You're not going to get the shot you want. So it's either going to be nobody a respects your jumper, right? So. I, and I yeah. And then the so sometimes he would try and force a, a post move, which would result in a shot clock violation, turnover. Or, or there was another time. Wild there was there was another time where he threw like an absolute missile of a pass across <laughs> the key. And it just got intercepted, and it resulted in transition points, right? So there's yeah. still just, like, there's some moments where I'm, like, he his his awareness of, like, game situations sometimes just just befuddles me. Just completely. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jaden Ivey uh, had a really rough start to that game. He played great in the second half. I still like how he played, though. I no, like I mean, he attacked. The thing is, he, I mean, the second half, he was 50% from the floor. Hit four to five free throws. Two missed free three point attempts. Um, you know everyone was missing from three, so I'm not gonna go too crazy yeah. with that. But I would, I just, you know, he he was the most effective scorer in the second half because what he did was drive, right? And he was he yeah. was getting and ones. And frankly, I'm still mad that that one shot wasn't an and one where he just got, you know, he got crushed on the way. To yeah, the he got crushed yeah. to the floor and. I don't know how he made that shot. I know it's because he he does that little thing where he yeah, he, I mean, he, he kind of pushes guys, his head in. Yeah. It's like eventually that's going to get called. So, I mean, keep doing that. That works for yeah. him. As long as he doesn't get I mean, offensive it did get fouls, called. I don't care. It did yeah. get called other times. But I, I just thought he was the most impressive player on the team. If you look at the stat sheet in the second half, I mean, it's 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 just pitiful. 
Yeah. Brandon Newman only played nine minutes, which I, I still don't know why. I know he was shooting he was poorly, but I don't know game. why he only played nine minutes. I really don't. Whereas Isaiah Thompson, despite him going two of two from three, he played 13 minutes in the second half. I just, I don't necessarily understand that. I really don't. Yeah. Um, but you, if you look at the second half stats for Purdue, I mean, this is, you're not going to win games if this is your offensive output. One the thing point is we still from scored Gillis, more in the second half than One point in, from in Gillis, two points from Hunter. Zero from Newman, 12 from Ivy, 14 from Williams, zero from Wheeler, zero from Thompson, four from Edie, and zero from Morton, right? So you you had five guys score in the second half, and seven points were between three guys. That's yeah, it was that's a two-man show in the that's not, half. That's not a successful, that's not a recipe for success. It's just not. No. And that's the thing, is I feel like now this offense is becoming a little bit of a one-trick pony because it's like, it's Jaden Ivey, it's Travion, and when he and sometimes it's Brandon Newman. But other than that, yeah. it's 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 just predictable. And unfortunately, it when it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't work, which sounds stupid. Yeah. But I'm going to start advocating for Sasha to start over Eric Hunter. But well, hey. he, well, Sasha will take... Uh, actually, wait. Ivey's role, which I don't yeah. like. Because I need somebody who can drive. I need somebody who can break a press. I need someone who can drive. Mm. The most replaceable guy on, on that on, on in the starting five is yeah, is but Hunter. not defensively. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Eric Hunter is defensively. Yeah, I know. Defensively, do you think he's better than Jaden defensively? You think Absolutely. He's better than Newman Eric Hunter. Eric Hunter. Eric Hunter is, and at this point of the season, Eric Hunter is Big Ten Defense Player of the Year. Yes, a, you heard me. It's a bold prediction. It's really not that bold. Is he even in the running? I don't know. I haven't seen the. the uh, I don't know if they really advertise that, like yeah. you know power rankings like they do in, in the NBA. But I mean, he he needs he has to be in the conversation because he he does again he he doesn't necessarily get the stats right like the steals or the blocks, but he yeah. I do appreciate that he's taking less shots. Right, he understands his role is not mm-hmm. to shoot, which is good. It's just I'm trying I know to work out where do his... I fit. No, no, no. I don't. You're gonna talk about his turnovers. No, I mean, I'm expecting him to not be a good ball handler at this point. And so, like, I know he's on the floor for other reasons. There's nothing I can do about that. My only issue is why are we keeping him as the primary ball handler if we know he's not a good ball handler, right? I, in my opinion, in my opinion, especially as you get towards the postseason and more and more teams press, mm. the only guy's handles who I feel confident in is Ivy's. In terms of the ability to just beat the first guy or if they're – running a press with one or two guys to beat the first man. Because the crazy thing is, like, yes, okay, he had two turnovers this game. He actually doesn't average a ridiculous amount of turnovers it's for a guy who plays so aggressively as he does, which is weird because usually those two things kind of come together. Yeah. It's funny. Start. He actually has decent decent ball security for a guy who plays so hectic. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, it's good because it means, it means you can trust him at least to not give away turnovers. Yeah. Right. I don't like the step back threes. I mean, I, yeah. I, I would rather you, if you're going to take a three, he should be taking like catch and shoot threes, which not like cross a guy up, take a step back and not, launch not a three. Not the Kevin like, Durant, like, you know. No, like, there's crossover, a reason that KD does that. Up. Yeah. No. Um, so which that goes very nicely into the next point I want to make is let's talk about the last minute or so mm. because Purdue had the ball. Uh, to go up, I believe it was 60, I think it was 
Purdue had the ball. No, no, it was 60 to 59. 60 to 59, because then we fouled. It was 60 to 59, right? And the play they drew up out of the timeout was Jaden Ivey goes to the right, and everyone clears out, goes to the left. And Jayden he just Ivey, ISOs a guy for a jumper. Jaden Ivey ISOed a guy, and then two guys came to help. So he essentially had three guys on him, and he did a like a spinning Kobe fadeaway mid-range jump shot. It's like that's an Ivey right? shot, buddy. And then but the thing is, all four other players are on the far side of the basket, right? And then the yeah. the, the shot was short, so it gave them a, the easiest rebound possible. And, I just, and like, also because it's short and everybody else is on the other side, there's nobody there to contest for the rebound. It's also, why are they all on the other side? You know that in that situation, the shot is no, more No, I get they're trying to, to clear the floor so that Jaden Ivey can, has room to work, but I just don't understand yeah, you need why one that in the was dunker the spot, look. Though. I know Jaden Ivey's been great. I just don't think that was the best look we could have gotten. No. And we had we had time, right? Like, they, they let the yeah. shot clock run down to 10, you know, and then you see Micah Shrewsbury on the bench, uh drop the play on his whiteboard and then you know give the all, all the all go sign and it's just like uh, that was the shot and then of course you give them the ball back for last shot too uh and i mean ayala hits his free throw ayala unfortunate that call i you know you can debate the call tack, i yeah. didn't love it because i thought it was a little bit of a flop but i mean that get, gets called most times so i can't be too mad yeah. and he and he made so, so you got to put that game to bed earlier, right? Yeah. I mean, well, and and they, again, we were lucky they even gave us time on the clock. I mean, mm-hmm. three point three seconds. And then this is the other point I want to make, right? You have three. The last three, play was you have, awful. I, I don't really get it, right? Three point three seconds is more than enough time to dribble the dribble the floor and get a shot. It's at least from half time. court. At least from you know somewhere like the logo even. But like I'm telling you, tell me. You pass the ball in to Jay Ivey. He can't run. He can't get at least to, a half court to like yeah. thirty feet from the yeah. from the basket, right? To get a shot. So why are we with three point three seconds? Throwing having, it to Travis. Having having Jaden Ivey <laughs> inbound the ball, then pass it across the baseline to Eric Hunter, who then Peyton, Peyton Manning's it to Travion <laughs> yeah. at half court, who has to then catch it. Bring it down. Spin move. Spin move and then throw up a half court shot. Why are we giving the worst shooter on our team a half court shot when we could just have anybody else on the floor run the floor and take maybe a closer shot, maybe a more high percentage shot? I just, I it didn't make sense to me. And then, of course, obviously he got called for the double dribble. So, you know, our point is moved. But I just was like, it just didn't make sense it didn't seem like the most logical for, for me also move right as bad as Trayvon's performance was in other ways besides his scoring the man was getting what he wanted but the thing is like it's in the last 90 seconds we probably had three or four possessions just because there were some that were less than 20 than, than the 30 second shot clock because yeah. right and mm-hmm. not on any of them, you're thinking, man, just let him go to work on Scott. Yeah, and the thing is, right? he like, clearly <laughs> was 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 having his way. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this loss on Travion, right? We talked about no, no, no. I mean, unfortunately for him, his some of his ugly plays just reared their head later on because but he they wasn't were just the crucial, reason. But absolutely not, he is no not way. the reason we lost. This he game. had a good shooting night. No, no he, had a, he had a, he had a great game, right? If he if he does this every time. I am more than pleased, but unfortunately, in this game, optically bad. Well, it's just in this game too. We just, you know, 
they came at really inopportune times. And also, the, but, the, but, the late game play calling for me was just very suspect. Well, not even just the so, last two possessions. It seems just in so un- uncharacteristic, especially from the season where our our plays out of timeouts have been very structured, extremely, 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 you know, high percentage. It just it just didn't make sense. It's honestly very th- this out of this sounds ordinary. bad, but I really like that kind of throw it up off the inbound to Edie. And then he just yammed it on a dude. I let's talk about inbound. Edie because Edie was one of the few. Really, man, seven minutes. Up. He's getting boards. He's getting you know. But the thing is, the we we made comments, right? You could say, well, his numbers really weren't that big. Yeah, but the way he scored, the way he scored too, though, it looked like a legitimate, like legitimate post moves, which we yeah. haven't really seen, and it it's very apparent that he is he is Drilling getting better, him. and he is understanding a little bit more each game how he can you take advantage of people because he's so Dude, his big. per 36 numbers are insane <laughs> well because he plays like <laughs> six minutes a game i mean Dude, can you imagine but there was one post move where he he had the ball someone poked it away he grabbed it back out of midair which is new we haven't seen that from him yet usually we, we yeah. criticize him because his hands aren't super secure then he hit a little baby hook right and then and then he backed the guy down and hit a baby hook and i was just like that is perfect right Imagine that on an increased workload, right? Let's say instead of seven minutes, eventually in a he couple games, 15. he can get 10, 15 minutes, right? I mean, he is hey, very if you clear. Shoot, he's if very you hit two. If you hit two out of every three of your field goals <laughs> and get two boards every seven minutes, you know what? I'm happy. I'm so happy with that. From my but, backup center. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it's very, very clear that he, he is getting better which is fantastic to see and i'm just i don't want to get ahead of myself but next year two really highly rated power forwards coming in and they're the type of power forwards that purdue that can play with him but they're the the two type the 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 types of power forwards that purdue desperately needs right now right you need a guy a combo forward right that can shoot like a step-by-step shoot that's caleb first then you need another guy that's just raw rebounding power to play with travion right and that's trey kaufman so you know I don't want to look too far in the future, but it's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, I think for me, the. I mean, obviously, this is where Harrison Ingram would have been really cool to have, but mm. the the guard play is just, ah, it's so inconsistent, and sometimes it's just so ugly, mm. right? Like I watch. I know this is a bad comparison, but I watch Illinois guards play, and I'm like, yeah, it makes sense what they're doing, right? There's a harmony to that. Mm. I watch our guards play. And it's like watching, I don't know, it's like watching two cats fight. It's just, it's just ugly. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to someone in the sense of like, obviously we have this camera angle, right? That's, you know, pulled back from the floor and we can see obviously more than any of the players can. Mm -hmm. But from a sense of like a macro, just spacing and where are the defenders and where are are Mm -hmm. our players and where's the ball? It doesn't make sense. And it seems that the decisions that they're making aren't being made you know, obviously this is in seconds, but like aren't being made through kind of a logical process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The one person who takes, even if they're very simple decisions, but who takes consistent decisions is Jaden. Because while some of the decisions are not the smartest, you can at least see that his decision-making process is if I catch the ball and I feel confident in my first step, I'm just going to drive at this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to work or it's going to not work. And maybe that's, 
like that's obviously too simplistic, but at least you see that that's the decision-making process. He looks for that every time. That's always his step one. And then from there, he goes to step two. Okay, I'm just going to give it to somebody if I don't have that drive. And sometimes he'll make a dumb decision. Step three, which is I'm going to take a three, which for him is not the move at the moment, obviously, until he gets better at, at shooting. But at least you can see even a simplistic kind of decision-making process. I don't see that from the other guy. It's kind of ridiculous that the one shot that Hunter hit was a long two, yeah. the least efficient shot in all of basketball. I pointed that at you too. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty it's just hilarious. It, it's like we're, we're, we're transitioning backward to 1980. Unfortunately, the, the biggest handcuff for this team this season has, has been their, their consistency. Because, again, we mentioned it. One game, they can't miss, and then the next game they can't you know hit water if they fell out of a boat. So... It's just, it seems it's so... Also, it's a lack of a complete guard. Well, it seems so attainable, right? Like, it seems like it's a, mm-hmm. it, a simple fix, but they have not gotten it yet. And it's just, it's, it, it just adds a little extra disappointment right after being ranked to drop a game like this that we also mentioned in the preview that it was going to be a trap game because we were going to be ranked and confidence is high. And then, you know, leaves the door wide open for kind of a dud. And that's what this was. So. I think it's, 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 it's also a case of, I mean, we've heard this adage kind of in, 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 uh, in, in American football and also in, in soccer, hockey, handball, sports with, you know, very important positions, quarterback, goalkeeper. They say if you have two of them, you have none. Yeah. Right? Well, if, then you... if you don't have a clear guy, then you're not confident in either of them. Exactly. Right? So for me, it's, I, I look at the guards and... Even if I just look at the whole roster, I say, okay, Travion has to play because he's Travion. You know, Gillis right now gives us a little bit more than Aaron Wheeler at that kind of combo forward spot, even though I would like Aaron Wheeler to give us more because I think he's more physically gifted at the Mm -hmm. moment. Gillis gives us more. That's fine. Okay, that's two slots. So we have three guards, and there are four people who we have to figure this out for. All right, Eric Hunter, Newman, Ivy, and Stefanovic when he comes back. And so Stefanovic has to be one of those spots. No yes. matter how bad he is defensively, because without him we don't have. Well, he's not bad. He here's the thing. He he's, he's not awful defensively. He's, no, he's he, just not good. He is a he's a hustle defender, right? Like he jumps passing lanes well. He gets in people's faces. He's not. You, know, you do kind of have to hide him though. He's because not he can't defend shooting guards. Well, yeah, he's not going to defend the best player on the other team. But he, yeah, exactly. he is better defensively than I think he leads on. To. Yeah, but okay. So one of those three spots has to be him, right? Okay. So then we have two spots left to divvy up between Hunter, Newman, and Ivy. Right, And it's like, well, Ivy gives you the driving and that press breaking and that ball handling, you mm-hmm. know, and the finishing at the rim, right? And defensively, on ball, I still think he's probably the best on ball defender on the team, mm-hmm. even though sometimes he makes very dumb decisions on defense and on offense. I mean, he makes dumb decisions in general, right? Let's yeah. not sugarcoat it. So there's that. Then there's Newman, who probably makes the least dumb decisions out of any of the three of them, yeah. which is weird because he's still a freshman, but he makes the least dumb decisions. But it's also. But he's also not dribbling the ball, so it's. Yeah, you know. he can't. Yeah, he can't. He can't drive by people, right? And he's shooting in, is inconsistent, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Hunter, who you say, well, he's the smartest defensively, but he's not a great ball handler, and he's not a great shooter. It's like, it's like you want to stick your head through a wall. You're like, you know what I mean? I mean, I know what I would do, right? I would kind of alternate between Hunter and Newman in that second spot because I think Ivy and Stefanovic have proven that they have to start. You need somebody who can attack the rim. And, and if we put Ivy back on the bench, we are going to see so quickly that that 
that kind of emerging weapon that we have now of him attacking guys at the rim is just gone because none of the other guys can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I think people might think that I'm kind of fanboying a little bit. I'm not fanboying over the kid. I don't know him, but I'm fanboying over the ability because we haven't had a player that can do that consistently since Carson. Eastern couldn't do that. Hunter can't do that. Newman can't do that. Stefanovic can't do that. Or, or has the willingness to do that. Yeah, willingness and ability for whatever reason just doesn't do that, mm-hmm. right? And and so you need to have a guy like that. Yeah, well, right. I think we've thoroughly, thoroughly gone through that game. We'll we'll go ahead and move on to the next game, which oh, is Saturday. Saturday. Seventy six percent favored for Purdue. See, Northwestern were world beaters at the start of the Big Ten season. They were three and zero off the rip. Beat Michigan State. Beat Indiana beat Ohio State. Now, nowadays, two of those wins are not as good as they looked then. Two of those wins aren't as good now as they were then. But, I mean... uh, 0-5 in their last five, by the way. Well, (laughs) 0-5. They're 0 for the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, (laughs) 6, 7, 8, it would appear. So, uh, a bit of a skid for the Wildcats. But here's the thing. Northwestern always plays Purdue tough. Always. Because um, they shoot the lights out, bro. <laughs> well, they do, but they just, they're very, I don't want to, it sounds ridiculous because I feel like Northwestern sports in general are always characterized by this, but they're so scrappy and they're so just disruptive because they know they have nothing to lose and they're really young, this team in particular, this Northwestern team. So, they have some decent guys, too. Oh, they, they do, though. They definitely do. So they're kind of a little bit like Purdue in that they have a bunch of young guys, right, that are just mm-hmm. going out there and going 100 miles an hour at once. Mm-hmm. Miller Cop, I remember him last year. He, he can he, shoot the lights he was, out, He was bro. really <laughs> effective against us last year, I remember. He's their leading scorer. He's and again, shooting almost 40, 50, 90, bro. I know. He's, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's very good. He's their best player. But Boo Booey is probably the best passer in the Big Ten. I mean, he's averaging four and a half assists for them per game, which in college basketball, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Again, nothing, if nothing else, this is a, this is a difficult game just purely because Northwestern always plays really hard. Really, really hard. Yeah, and Nance, I mean, he's a good he's a good rebounder. They have Audage, he's also good. I mean, they have some guys who can do stuff, yeah. Again, they they don't really have a true center, so this should be another no. opportunity for Travion to have a have a big game where he can kind yeah. of push people around in the post, right? Because because Miller Cop, I mean size No, Ryan Young will play center for them, but Yes, I but think. but Miller Miller Cop is their is their like starting big man. They they play yeah. pretty small. They play pretty small. Yeah. But he's 6'7", 215. So he's given about about 40 to 50 pounds on Travion and 3 inches. So mm-hmm. this is another game where Travion has a wide open opportunity to to dominate in the paint. Yeah. And, and I will again, say as is as is with just about every game, if Purdue can shoot just okay from three, they will they will give themselves a great opportunity to win mm-hmm. the game because their defense will always will always give them that chance, right? It's just the, the shooting needs to step up to the defense. Yeah, and I mean advantage 
Uh, Purdue in terms of rebounding as per usual. Yes, usually. yes. Uh, I mean, their leading rebounder has just under seven rebounds a game. That's pretty bad. Well, and as a team, they average a little under 34, which is way less than Purdue. Uh, advantage Northwestern, though, they do not cough up the ball. No, 11 re- turnovers a game? Yeah, we do like 14. And they average so. about six steals a game, too, so they're very yeah. active. Their turnover differential is pretty good they shoot well from three which we don't they and they shoot well, well they from do the so, line, they do so consistently <laughs> too like across yeah. the board i mean they have yeah. what uh, of people that have registered three-point attempts this season or registered makes they have one guy under 30 percent one yeah and he's a guard believe it or not yeah i don't think he's there for the for his uh lights out shooting though he's there for his defensive ability and slashing ability yeah, this is a game that unfortunately purdue can't let Northwestern get, get hot early because, yeah. as we know, Purdue... They will stay hot. <laughs> well, and, and especially if Purdue isn't shooting well, they yeah. cannot let Northwestern get hot early. But, I mean... The thing is, they play pretty deep. I mean, they play a lot of guys. Again, it's a it's a super young team. I mean, they have... Let's see, three, six, nine players that have played 15 games this season. Nine. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. For college, that's a lot. Yeah. They have a bunch of guys really young with nothing to lose so they just go out there and just again full head of steam i respect kind of how i yeah i respect how i wish purdue played right just i respect balls to the wall because they again they always play as tough it doesn't matter yeah a couple years ago when they had the march madness team that made the tournament they were very good they always played purdue tough even when they had in general are getting better even even the last two years when they've had some bad teams still played purdue really tough so mm-hmm. i again it's another uncomfortable game just because i know that it, it's a little bit of a trap game because on paper mm-hmm. yeah we i think we should still take care of business but you never know you never know man Bowie had 30 against michigan state bro that's wild mm-hmm. yeah i remember him last year as well having decent games against purdue yeah and he's not even a scorer you know i would say that's what i'm saying he had 30 against michigan state that just shows you how bad defensively their guards are purdue does go back to Mackey, so hopefully that means they'll shooting shoot well since they since they always seem to yeah. just shoot better from home, but yeah. we will see. We And the thing is this was supposed to be the chiller stretch of Big Ten games, right? Yeah. We made it through that brutal stretch and this was supposed to be like Let the me I'm part. gonna say right now, I mean Purdue ha- should not be worried about making or m- missing the tournament right now. I think it's right now they're no, they're fine. They'd have to they'd have to mess up pretty badly to not make the tournament. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just I would like to finish on a strong note, right? As as you want to be going into the postseason. Yeah. I'm trying to look. Purdue hasn't made double digit three point attempts since January fourteenth against since Indiana. Indiana. And Indiana. that's that's not not great yeah. for a team that yeah. claims to be a three point shooting team, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Northwestern then we're back at Minnesota. And we haven't we haven't shot over twenty 20 or more attempts since Sasha was out. So it's it, again, it's very clear that he well, because is. The thing is, is, the thing is because he's good for seven to 10 attempts just himself, right? Yeah. I mean, that's his job. That's all he does. Well, it just, it shows just how clearly he is. He has the willingness, right? Yeah, and he the ability. His purpose on offense, right? It's missing a big piece yeah. without him. We get him back for the Northwestern too. Let's not forget that. That's a big, that is a big edit. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see. Which of the three guards gets moved to the? Uh, to It'll the be Jaden. It'll be Jaden because he yeah. is a because he is a freshman, 
and out of those guys, his skill set works best off the bench, I'd say, because he is such a downhill yeah. gas pedal to the floor kind of like guy. slasher. Hit that works best off the bench, right? As like a boost of energy than the other two, I'd say. Especially because Eric Hunter, again, you'll need him on, on defense against a guy like Boo Booey. It'll it'll be Ivy. You know. Yeah. We'll see, and we'll see how that works, right? I mean, now obviously that Trav- that uh, Jaden's proved himself a little bit more. I'm sure. Oh, Painter the leash is definitely longer about. on him. I mean, Jaden, I, I mean, he's he's gonna get almost 20 minutes a game. I mean, he's yeah, gonna get plenty get of burn. <laughs> he's gonna get plenty of burn. It's not like the beginning of the season where he's getting 12. Oh, no. no, no, he but, proved himself. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll that have the shot, re- man. He needs to fix that shot, though. Not that it just that he misses. Well, it's it just looks ugly. if he if he can make three point attempts. At a better rate. I mean, he goes from being a good guard to a outstanding guard. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, because if you he's can, again, the thing he's, is, a, he's a freshman. I'm not. not yeah, gonna... at least his free throws the last couple of games have been decent, which shows some improvement. Because at the beginning of the year, he was bad from the free no, throw and line, it, and, it, and it looked bad. Like it was visibly yeah. an awkward. The shot. thing is, his jumper still looks really ugly. Like he releases it from his from his like neck instead of above his head and he has that weird little side spin thing like going on yeah it, it's it's like he's flicking it up instead of you know pulling it back and i don't know how to describe it. it it just doesn't look optically correct anyway uh we'll have the recap for the northwestern game saturday after the game we'll yep. be doing some nba this week uh, a lot of nba stuff we'll, to talk we'll do about. our super bowl preview as well before this weekend yep and next week we'll get into some some college basketball rankings as we get closer to March. And uh, yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff coming out soon. So until next episode, we'll see you.